Ho, ho, ho! Happy Thursday, theater lovers! I'm leaving for Alberta tomorrow morning bright and early for my first time home in two years, so I hope you'll forgive me for posting a day early. Today's guest is Mr. David Ingleson, and if you have kids with you and you want to maintain the mystery of Christmas, you might want to drop them off at Grandma's before listening. We talk caroling, cookies, mall Santas, and all things Christmas. On with the show. Uh, welcome, Dave Engelson, to Sarnia Famous. Thank you so much for joining me today. How we know each other. You are the Chris Kringle to my Sawyer. We had quite a bit of time together working on Miracle on 34th Street. We had a lot of scenes that we had to had to do, um, and I was brand spanking new to theater Sarnia. So you did a lot of coaching <laughs> with me a number of times, saved me with lines. I remember the one scene where the elves were supposed to come in and protest or something like that. And I'd missed like an entire paragraph. And you were like, oh boy, trying to fast on your feet, trying to move the scene along because I had missed like four cues. Do you remember yeah. that? I remember you very fondly for-, for Well, you know me. what? Listen, it, it happens. It happens all the time, and and, and you know, it, it. When we look back at it now, it's so funny. <laughs> it's so. It is just so funny, Dallas. I'm telling you. You know, I can. I'll, I'll share one time. It was actually my very first time with Theater Sarnia, and I was in Little Abner, and we had. It was a duet that I was singing with uh, George Wood, Mary and Sam. And the song was The Country's in the Very Best of Hands. And it was a very quick duet. And George stopped singing. And we had everybody on stage dancing. And it was opening night. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, so anyways, he stopped. He, he didn't sing his verse. I didn't know. I didn't learn the song. I, I since learned that I learned I must learn the entire song both <laughs> Well, you know, just in case, because yep. you want to be prepared. And uh, George said, well, let's square dance. <laughs> and that's how we got out of the scene. <laughs> and the press ripped doubt, us. square dance. <laughs> the press ripped us. Oh. oh, it was oh, it was brutal. But yes, yeah, you know what? Those, those little things happen, you know. It's really a lot of fun for actors and actresses that have been on stage. And when they have new actors and actresses working with them because you just get into the experience of being in theater and and the joy of of that and your your role you had the villain role which like i told you and i remember i remember this distinctly dallas you need to audition for <laughs> wicked because you will get that role but you know what? Listen, that's what happens, right? I mean, and whether you get typecast, you get you're good at it. You know, you just you just have that niche for that type of role. Yeah, and I have no play, problem with that. <laughs> I don't yeah, mind doing the you, bad guy role. <laughs> and you play it well. You know, oh, you, you play it very, very well. And right back at you, like uh, you embodied Santa in, in a million ways. That must have been a lot of fun. You know how my how Santa came for me was my wife was heavily into girl guides and she said you know it'd be nice if the uh, Santa would come and visit the kids 
So I said, yeah, you know what, I, I'll, I'll do that. I, I would like to do that. And so I put on, if you, I don't know if you remember the old, the Sears store. Mm-hmm. Well, they used to sell a, a Santa suit. Oh, okay. Okay, so you can, and the Santa suit that they sold was, I'm going to say, it was, the, the quality of the Santa suit was cheap. Oh, <laughs> It, 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 like, I think it was about $40, and, I mean, the beard, it was just, so I went, and I played Santa, and I felt so, the, the joy I got from playing the role was huge, huge. The costume didn't go with the joy, so um. I said, I said that, from that moment, I said, we're going to Bronner's, and I spent, um, you don't want to know how much money I've spent <laughs> okay. in, my, in my Santa <laughs> outfit, and so I play Santa all the time. Oh, really? And awesome. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, I, at work, uh, one of my, my special Santa roles that I do, and I do annually, is for the Special Olympics kids. Oh, you, uh, you want to... Listen, you want to have your your heart touched. My God, it just it just brings tears to my eyes. The joy that I bring to those children, it's just and their families, it's just awesome. Anyways, so going going back to the theater because this this story goes on and on. So they there was a Santa play that I was I got my first Santa role with Theater Sarnia, and I forget the name of it right now. Anyways, it was a bunch of years ago. And I said, when I got the role, I said, I, I will only do the role if you get a proper Santa suit. So Marianne Kader Richardson, I told her where to get it. She went to Bronner's. So the suit that is currently with Theater Sarnia is the suit that I told them to buy. And it's the same suit that I have. So it's it's a really, it, it looks it looks, it feels like a Santa suit. So yes, I I just love it. You gotta have the authentic wear to make to bring yeah. it to, to life. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And you had I remember like a bazillion costume changes in Miracle. It seemed like you were always running around backstage, putting on on stuff. And so was that the same Santa costume that you had in previous roles? Yes. Okay, so some yeah. familiarity with it. Oh yes, yes. Well, that's good, especially with those yes. those quick changes. Oh, those are not well, very I, much fun. <laughs> well, you know what? If if I didn't have uh, my dressers, I was I was pooched. It was, uh, and and again, it goes to that. It's that theater family. So you you have the actors and the actresses, and then you have the lighting and the sound. But there's just the costuming and the dressers and they're just so so much choreography of everything Mm -hmm. that just to put on that experience for the audience is it's it blows my mind every time i get on stage because it's a it's a piece of the puzzle that nobody sees unless you're there Mm -hmm. unless you are part of it right exactly or or if something goes amiss and even sometimes when things go amiss the audience still doesn't even know what's going on which is kind of magical and and you're right it does take a family 
you have to have that bond with each other in order to pull all of those things off. Um, you mentioned singing. You didn't really get a chance to to sing when, when we were in Miracle together. So I, I honestly was a little surprised when you said that. Have you done a lot of singing with, with Theatre Sarnia or, or in general? Well, my singing started at back in the olden days. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Well, when when they had their um, back when I was in in public school back in the early '60s, music was part really part of the curriculum in all the public school, and the music festival, May festival, was always I've sang in it since grade one with class choirs and and stuff. So I, I've always loved singing. I was part of a uh, centennial boys choir that was put together with boys from Point Edward and Petrolia that sang for a big exposition that they put on performance in London at Alumni Hall. But I've always loved singing. And back in 98, um, I was introduced through my uh, niece to Art Christmas Aggregation. And I don't know if you ever remember hearing about Art Christmas and his aggregation. Oh, yeah. Well, Art, he put on musical theater and he would put on two or three shows a year. And they were always, when I joined, they were always out at v, uh, VPP in Petroleum. So 98 is when I got back into singing. So I sang with Art for about three years and then he retired and participated with uh, Blue Water Musical Productions. They put on, um, it was a Jesus Christ Superstar. From that, I went to Theater Sarnia and did uh, Little Abner. And I was, that was my first Theater Sarnia role. And I was, I was fortunate enough to get to land Abner so I had some solos and, and stuff like that. So I just, I, I love singing, love, love singing. It's, it's a, it's a passion for me. How do you, how do you feel about Christmas caroling? Ever go caroling? Oh yeah. Uh, now I generally, I don't. Now I'm there. I, I was part of um, a choral, a choral ensemble um, last year, the last two years, but hasn't been able to oh, yeah. go caroling because of COVID. Yeah. So I've got a, I've got a new music teacher, her Miranda McLean. That's not her, that's her maiden name. So I start back with her in, uh, in January. So would you guys be able to carol this year? Things seem to be a little bit better with the COVID well, stuff. Yeah. I don't know. See, I don't think that they will be because they've had no no time to, to practice, to rehearse, and yeah. stuff like that. So I, I I really don't think that that they they would be they would be doing that. So that's a shame. Oh, there's always next year. Yes, that's right. It's only temporary. Um, and yeah. I'm usually I was just thinking like oh, I I hope that someone comes caroling at my door, but I'm usually uh, at home in Alberta, and I I have tried. <laughs> to convince my family to carol in the past and they always look at me like my head is on fire it's just not not something uh that they're interested in but yeah <laughs> i love the idea of caroling i'm not a singer by any stretch but i do i love the idea of that i think it's just it embodies the christmas spirit to me oh absolutely I love it. Ab absolutely well what i did what i did last year for 
for my all my family and my four grandkids was I pulled together a book of Christmas carols. Oh, all the old Christmas carols oh, nice. and gave them each their own copy so that they will always have all the Christmas carols to sing. Because quite honestly, it is a, it's a dying art to sing Christmas carols. And you ask someone to say, away in the manger. Oh, gosh. And, they, and they'll, they'll go like, okay. Uh... <laughs> yeah, like, like honestly. What's the word? That's a lovely, lovely gift idea. I think that's super, super sweet. Yeah, you know what? We'll pull them out and we'll just, oh, let's sing some Christmas carols. And that's awesome, awesome. Those are some great memories, I'm sure. Yeah. um, When you think of Christmas and you think of theater, what kinds of things come to mind? Well, the for, for theater is the the Christmas themed plays that go on that that theater Sarnia puts on, even like that, even not even the theater Sarnia puts on, the Nightingale Chorus. It's those Christmas plays. The uh, the one play that I was in, which is a Christmas play, but did not play at Christmas, nope. <laughs> was Ethan Claymore and. Oh my, that, you know, that was an interesting one because I didn't get cast for the play. Shirley O'Neill was uh, directing it and I didn't get cast for it. I brought in the lead because he was a, a newbie. He wanted, he got cast for the lead. I didn't get anything. And then two weeks later, Shirley saw me in the, in the superstore and said, my, uh, my Douglas isn't working out, so I've let him go. Do you want the role? I said, absolutely. <laughs> Heck yes. It was just an amazing play. Ethan loses, has lost his wife, and he's in the doldrums, and Douglas is going to make his Christmas the best Christmas ever and get him hooked up with a new girl. And there's uh, his brother comes back to him as a ghost. And if you want to you wanna play that on on stage that is absolutely awesome the ghost character the, the yeah richard poor played the ghost and as a when you're talking to to the ghost you're looking right through him oh he's right he well because he's on stage in real life mm-hmm. but the audience sees him as or knows him as the ghost right but you're talking right through him it was quite an experience it was really really a, a great 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 show loved it so was it when you say you were talking kind of through him did they did they project him onto the stage like as a hologram or something or it was just the way it was played no it just the way it was played he was on stage okay see see, the way they 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 set it up is that ethan gets a telegram or something that oh his brother has died so the audience understands oh his Mm. brother's dead but then his brother comes on stage oh i see so it's and has conversations with ethan but they like i mean he's a ghost right and if you can just imagine there would be uh, ethan on stage i'm on stage and the brothers between us and i'm talking to ethan while the ghost oh it's it's huge oh that sounds cool it is really a great christmas christmas story it did there is a real good christmas story it's something about like because i i also adore halloween and it's funny how you you kind of when you think christmas ghost 
or you think Halloween ghost, there's definitely a different connotation there. It's a different feeling, right? There's the nostalgia and the heartstrings and all of that that goes into a Christmas ghost instead of, you know, a yeah. type of ghost. Yeah, yeah. So, so what is your favorite Christmas play? Well, absolutely, Miracle on 34th street that has that that that's just an absolute amazing play uh i was really excited for elf the musical oh yeah i am certainly hoping that it's part of next year's production because that that is definitely something that i would be i would be going out for and again santa the role of of santa and i think how they've incorporated that santa as the narrator would Mm, i think be absolutely special i love that movie i haven't seen the musical but i definitely that's one of my favorite christmas movies so i i would maybe we'll get to work together again because i would definitely try out for that play It would certainly be awesome, yeah. So yeah. then was Miracle your favorite before you got to be in the show, or was it the show itself that endeared it to you, being in it? Well, the show itself, it's always part of my Christmas movies that I watch, and the old version. I was just going to ask you. Yeah, yeah, so Edwin Gwynn, the the old version, absolutely. I I watched the new version, and it... Uh, it it was okay, but the old version. It's a classic. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's Maureen O'Hara. Just they're they kill it. They absolutely kill it. So yeah, that uh, it it was. It's part of my Christmas stuff that I watch. But it and and again, the role of Santa. So and again, I, I'm I'm not that I'm being boastful, but I I think in my mind when I put on that that outfit and my voice i think i have a santa voice i think i have that santa ho 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 that people that resonate with everybody well and obviously you're passionate about it too and i think that that comes out you're right your voice you because you have that kind of gravelly that's not the right word but it definitely it has that uh, a santa quality to it but i do Ultimately, I think it's your passion behind it. It's obviously something important to you, and oh, it shines through. Yeah, and passion. Uh, let me tell you, I am I'm very, uh, very stickler on what, how I, how I operate as Santa. Because, like I say, I go and I do a lot of different venues, and I'm very cautious when I'm out in public because Mm -hmm. for example I've got something I have to do this weekend and I've got to go to the theater and I've got to walk into the theater fully dressed so there's little kids that are what oh there's Santa I I really like to keep uh, to protect the image absolutely really important to me to protect the image so yeah i've got a and i've got a few hurdles that that i have to to get over but i generally i i i work overtime to protect the image i think it's important it's the magic and the wonder of a little kid and it's so fragile and it's temporary so i think it is very important back in alberta (laughs) when i was managing at the bookstore i wore a santa suit because uh, our, our staff had to work on Christmas Eve. And I thought, you know, I'll, I'll do something special for them and I'll wear the Santa suit. And I had ordered a bunch of treats for them and I was picking them up. 
and I happened to be wearing the suit and a little kid came into the bakery and saw me and I panicked because I thought, oh my gosh, if this child asks me anything about like, oh, uh, Santa, I want to, I want this for Christmas or, or whatever, what am I going to do? And thank goodness his, his mom saw the terror in my eyes and was like, oh, Santa looks very busy. We better, we better let him get on his way. And, and cause I can't, I can't even imagine what would have come out of my mouth. So I just, ho, ho, ho. And then yeah. went on my merry way. But so if a little kid were to approach you and say, Santa, can I tell you what I want for Christmas or something like that? Um, how would you play out the scenario? Absolutely. What, but tell me about it. Yeah. Tell me what you want. Have to. Yeah. Have to. Yeah. Have to 100% have to. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, again, protecting, yep. protecting the image for me is number one priority. I'll tell you what I, because of COVID, I've had some opportunities to kind of do some different things. So as we're doing a podcast, what I've been doing is team meetings. Oh, yeah. Well, and here's the kicker, though. The parents send me their Santa letters and I get their, if they have Elf on the Shelf, yeah. which is absolutely the best invention that they <laughs> ever came up with honest to god so i have their letters oh brilliant in hand brilliant that i read and you want i mean it just their eyes just magically light up going he has my, my letter. letter yeah yeah my he has my letter <laughs> and he's reading my letter oh, yeah. that i wrote it does go to the north pole yeah yeah oh, yeah. oh that's yeah. magical no. that's magical that, it's yeah. so clever too that uh, that that transaction went on with you and the parents so that that magic could be maintained. It's a shame that we lose that magic as we get older. Um, I wish it were more socially acceptable for us to be a little more childlike and have that magical wonder in life. But I suppose yeah. adulting kind of makes it necessary for us to behave like adults. Yeah. That, that's well, really but that's what you're right. That's what it, it, it it's that magic, the magic of Christmas. And I'm again, I'm fortunate that I have I still have I've got four grandchildren and I've been Santa to all four of them. Two of them are of the age that they might recognize me. The other two were taking a chance that they won't recognize me. But I'm I'm pretty good at disguising my my outfit you can't really you can only kind of see my eyes mm -hmm. so i think i can disguise myself but uh oh yeah no it's protect the image absolutely i am i'm making a mental note too because uh my brother and his wife uh just had a, a boy i think he's only eight months old now so the it would be lost on him but in a year or so I'm remembering this conversation, I'm filing it away because I, I want to do that with you. Give you the letter and then have a Skype call or something and be like, yeah, your auntie knows Santa. I've worked with him. Something like that. Oh, be super no, fun. hey, listen, absolutely. And and I, I've done, I do a lot of personal visits. A, a Santa that I knew came to my door unannounced and it just happened that I had 
Well, I had five kids. So I had all my five at home, and I had my uh, three uh, nieces and nephews. Santa came unannounced into my house, and he looked like he, again, the image was, he was Santa Claus. And I always remember that, and, and I, other than, you know, like the people that kind of get me to do the bigger events, like Special Olympics and my work, people say, hey, can you stop by my house? And I try to schedule that. So in one night, I'll do three or four houses. It's just a quick thing. Get, come in. Hi, how are you in the area? Just thought I'd pop by. <laughs> yeah, and just see how you're doing. Get some pictures. Yes. So yeah, don't just ring me up. Ring oh, me for up. sure. I'll, I have yeah. I have a terrible memory, but I've I've written it down, <laughs> and I'll I'll tell my brother uh, when I'm home this Christmas. He'll he'll probably roll his eyes at me, but <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be super fun. So have you ever been uh, a mall Santa? No. No. What are your no. thoughts on the mall Santa thing? I I think that the mall Santas are great. Uh, some of them are better than others, but generally speaking, the Lacton Mall Santa has always, in my mind, has always been awesome. And for me, it's image. Now, I saw a Santa at Walmart in Sarnia, and un unfortunately, it's not the image that I'm, that we are, the Coca-Cola Santa. To, to me, if that's what you're, if you're playing Santa, you need to look pretty close to the Coca-Cola Santa. And that's what I use as my gold as standard. So if you're listening out there, this is your Santa Masterclass. And well, lesson one, make sure you get the look down because that is very important. And look to the Coca-Cola Santa. Right. And then lesson would, two would be perfect your ho, ho, ho. Thank you for taking the bait on that one. I was hoping you would do that. <laughs> okay, any other lessons for any future Santas out there? You, you know what? It it put your heart into it. I had, and one thing that you don't know, remember Melissa Kelly yep. and her little daughter? Yeah. So Melissa had said to me on, on one of the shows, she said, my daughter wants to tell you what she wants for Christmas. And we were out in the lobby. I, I, again, you're, you're always looking for clues. What does she want for, what does she, what does she do? And she said, well, she's kind of a, a chicken whisperer. And then she said, well, what does she want for Christmas? She wants a horse. So there she is sitting on my lap. And I have the video and if I can find it, I will, I will send it. Please do. Anyways, so I, it, it's hard to hear, but so I'm on, I'm, I'm talking to her in my miracle Santa suit and my miracle beard. The conversation goes, well, I hear, I understand that you're a chicken whisperer. And she goes, well, yeah, I'm an animal whisperer. And then I said, well, I think I know what you want for Christmas. And she looks at me and I whisper in her ear, a horse, the look on her face uh, again you want to know why the look on her face was like what <laughs> she's looking at her her eyes are wide open looking at her mom going he know? knew i wanted a horse absolutely it almost brought me to tears and 
I was brought to tears a lot of time on stage, and that's the role. That's something I was just thinking about too. How with there were a lot of kids in Miracle, and I'm I'm guessing there's probably kids in most Christmas plays, uh, especially when there's a Santa. So how do you manage that with little kids? Do they realize that you are an actor, or do they automatically see that see you as Santa, or or has it varied? You know, I honestly, when I, I so I looked at at Miracle, and you're right. There is a lot of kids that are Santa believers. That did bother me, but the tact, the the thinking that I had on that is that we're all doing a job. This is an art show called a play, and we all have a job to do. So we will do our job and do it the best that we can. And my rule of thumb is when I cross the threshold of the theater door, I now have become my character. So if they're coming up as Santa, then I'm talking as Santa. That and, and that goes for whatever play that I'm in. I'm glad you see it that way, because I was just thinking, too, that it becomes an extra layer of pressure on you, because you're learning lines and you're learning cues and choreography and all of those kinds of things, and you're having to embody this important, magical character all of the time but if it's just the way that you see the role or you see acting in general that certainly would help with all of that extra pressure i would think yeah and you know what i do not want to be the person that spoils that vision i don't want to be that i i I want to be the person that embodies that vision for sure it would be you know devastating yeah you know what and, and, and again, it's all about image. We went to the, uh, when the uh, they did the um, candy handout at Cantair Park for Halloween, mm. there was a guy in a Santa suit. And I'm going, you, you don't, Santa doesn't come out for Halloween. No, he, he passes on that holiday. It's like Santa coming out for Easter. Santa doesn't come out. Santa comes out for Christmas. He respects End his colleagues. Story. He knows his, his holiday. But I, I'm just, uh, listen, again, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you my passion. My passion is to protect that image. And, and again, when you see the look in their eyes, when they're sitting on your lap and looking into your eyes, believing, you can see, I am sitting on Santa's lap. Wow, that that's huge. Monumental. Can you remember how you found out about the Santa situation when you were a kid? Like, I'm trying to think of how, it's almost like I hit a certain age and it, the veil was lifted on its own. I'm sure there was a, a, a story behind it, but I can't think of it. I'm going to have to ask my mom. But <laughs> do you do you remember when you were a kid? Was it the same kind of thing? Well, it you know, it uh, each kid, and even myself, okay, that you have pressure at school and you have families that don't believe so uh, i mean my my daughter has a friend a close friend they told the kids right out the gate there's no santa like even when they were little oh yeah oh why i have no idea why spoil such joy that you bring anyways so what we always told our kids is if you don't believe you don't receive That's a good one. You could go to my my oldest, who is 44 years old, and you could ask him if he believes in Santa, and he would tell you, yes, he does. (laughs) 
I like that. If you don't believe, you don't receive. I hope I remember that. The uh, the elf on the shelf thing, I have to agree with you. I think it is so smart to keep kids behaving year round. Yeah. And what I did for my uh, my daughter is I had made up a kind of a, a, a chart and it had a red bar and I had put the two of their, their names, Allie and Nathan. So it had a red bar and a yellow bar and a green bar. Green is good. Yellow is well. Mm. And red is, is naughty. <laughs> and so the elf in the morning would put a little marker where he, he would bring it, right? He brings it and it's on the table. So then you use that to go, wow, you were naughty. The visual, mm. the visual that says, oh, well, we're getting rated? I guess I better be good. So I made that up at work and laminated it and gave it to her. And it, I mean, whether she used it or not, but I, I thought it was awesome because you can have so much fun to go, well, okay, Sarah, you were getting in the yellow, so let's get more up into the good. And that's when I talk to all the kids, I'm always, don't fight at home because I everyone does. Be good. Be good to mom and dad and your brothers and sisters and be good in school. That's the kind of the, the last message that I leave all the little ones. So. so one more thing I was thinking of is this has got to be a perk of the gig. What are your thoughts on cookies? Oh, <laughs> it, do, it doesn't matter. Cookies are cookies. So I, I just did a, a gig last Sunday and in the letter was well we're going to give you grandma's cookies and i just said love grandma's cookies <laughs> love them whether they're oreos chocolate chip santa loves cookies cookies and milk that's what santa loves so bring it and it doesn't matter <laughs> definitely a perk of the job i remember as a kid too my parents like i still remember this i always leaved leaved left carrots out for the reindeer and absolutely there would be like bite marks in the side of the carrot and i could just like now i picture my my dad being like on the carrot to try and make these you know heavy reindeer teeth marks yes that's <laughs> so good my parents were so good but yeah i i definitely think the cookie thing would be a perk i'm a cookie monster myself so I, uh, I I should probably wrap things up. My computer will completely crash if I record over an hour. <laughs> and we're creeping up on that. But before we go, we do have some time. If the, Is there any other stories that you want to share or any Christmas events that are coming up that you want to talk about? Or Well, like I say, the uh, I have the Special Olympic gig that I have. Uh, again, you want to touch your heart. Those those children or those adults, the look that they get when Santa talks to them and hands them a, a gift is it, it's just a it brings tears to your eyes. And you know it's I do it because I love it. And as I've said, I get more I get more joy than the kids get. So it, you know, you really puts me into that that Christmas mood. So, but I, listen, I really, really, I, I've been watching your podcast and I was, I really felt special that you would think of me, Dallas. Oh, and, uh, of course. 
years. Well, you know what, you know what, it, I, I feel special and I that's, feel that's really uh, honored that I've been able to kind of share my perspective on Christmas and, and Santa Claus. So I'm so glad that we were able to do this and, and I'm flattered by that comment for sure. <laughs> when I was mapping out my, my month of podcast for Christmas, I knew I had to have you on the show and I this has been so much fun for me. Um, we didn't really talk about theater too much, but <laughs> um, yeah, I love it. I love the season. So thank you for, for taking the yes. time with me and for letting me nerd out a little bit about well, the holidays. <laughs> hey, Dallas, that was that was awesome. Okay, thank you so much, sir. I hope you have a wonderful day and uh, hopefully we'll work together on next year's Christmas play. <laughs> I certainly hope so. Okay. All right, thanks, Dallas. Bye. Well, that's all for today. Next week, there will be no formal episode. I've decided to take this time off to soak up every moment with my family that I can. Episodes will resume the following week. Happy Holidays!